Welcome to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, where two bearded guys talk about Game of Thrones, the card game. Welcome back, everybody, to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale. Uh, it's Kyle, son of Kyle here. And Shaggy Dom. And today, I think we're just going to chat about some deck play, and Dom's going to share his Store Champ experience with us. So, Dom, why don't you yeah. start it off talking about the Store Champ at Pitchery's Family Games in the Springs, Colorado Springs. Uh, well, it was a pretty good day. Um, sorry. You're good. Uh, so yeah, it was it was good. Um, we had 13 people show up. Um, so that was pretty good for on our end. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know how you want me to say this, but um, <laughs> if you want me to go through my matches, I, I don't know. know. You just uh, you wanted to talk about the store champ at the end of last episode, oh, so I figured okay. we'd talk about well, it. Well, I figured we'd talk about it because you weren't there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I was on Jousting Pavilion the whole time, so I got to see it all. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Well, anyways, um, so yeah, the 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 tournament, like I said, was thirteen people. Um, my first matchup. Um, so let me go back. So the deck I brought was Martel House of Red Door, uh, which I believe I mentioned on the previous podcast. Mm -hmm. And and my first match was up against um, a Martel Wars to Come. And that game was a little interesting. Um, needless to say, with my icon stripping um, agenda, and I and I knew going in once I saw Martel Wars to Come that his win condition was Doran's game. Um, I just made sure that I had the uh, intrigue on lockdown. This was game or, one. Yeah, game one. And um, either I got you know his in intrigue on lockdown, or just make sure he doesn't win by five. Um, in the later game, but mm -hmm. um, I was able to pull that one off. Um, so that was a good game. Uh, let's see. Second game, I played against um, Greyjoy Sea of Blood. Ooh, so how'd you do? Because that's kind of what that deck was designed to like <laughs> counter, right? If I recall correctly. Um, I mean, it, it seemed like it was doing pretty good against it. Yeah, this deck, this deck is it counters a lot of different things. I feel like, um, unfortunately, with that game. Um, the person I went up against, they had, you know, triple duped Balon and he Ooh. had like all the big guys out and like duped everything. And so there was only so much I can do for resets. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to kind of keep control with his Euron so he couldn't keep intimidating my guys. But um, with that, and he just found, I, I feel like he found it every card at the right time. And if he's like hitting good challenges on Euron, he's he's like stealing your locations. And even though they're not like a ton, it kind of mm -hmm. gets a little annoying if he's taking the wrong ones. Like if he pulls like yeah. you know flea bottom out, you're kind of you can't use it right unless you have it out first. Same with like yeah. uh, you know, I guess not the water gardens, but just him getting your income and in reserve from Summersea Port, like him mm -hmm. him hitting things like that, like Dornish fiefdoms. Yeah. That that can be really brutal, as I found out. I'll talk about after, yeah. but. Yeah, it can be really yeah. annoying. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, so he was triggering his Seal of Blood agenda mm. like it was no tomorrow. Um, and, you know, like I said, there wasn't really much I could do. Um, I was holding on for at first, but then towards the middle and end game, like he just came back and just annihilated it. So I wasn't able to kind of hold on as long mm -hmm. um, with that game. And then going into the third game, um, 
it was kind of a I was playing against Tyrell and Lion. Tyrell Lion, yes. And this deck was based or emphasized more on the shadows. Is it Tyrell Lord of Crossing or Tyrell Lion? No, it was Tyrell Lion. Okay. And so, you know, it based it off of, you know, the Queen of Thorns. Um, also with, you know, Sir Robert Strong, Scheming Septons. Um, Tyrion to kind of help pay for the costs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. That's a good idea. I didn't really think about that, but like Core Tyrion mm-hmm. and Shadows could be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely helped him out um, with economy and stuff. And so, you know, for him, the board was kind of always small because he always had um, cards and shadows, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of hard for me to, you know, either bounce characters back or you know, tried to reset the board because he just had like, you know, six cards in shadows and, you know, some of them were, you know, one of them was pinch. Um, another one oh, was wow. poison, okay. poison coin. And, you know, so he was able to trigger that and he had the, um, uh, then he played clever feet. So then he brought all the shadow cards back into hand. Huh. So it was, it was, a, it was a, it, it was a fun game. But you won that game, um, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Technically. Technically. Technically, I did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was against uh, Aaron, though, from War- from that, our buddy, right, Aaron? Yeah, yeah it was from, from Aaron. Um, from Wars to Come podcast, up, so, yeah. Yeah, so he ended up conceding, um, which then was able to um, allow me to make the cut. And I believe I got third place on the cut. On the, and, like, post-cut, or? Yeah, post-cut. I got third place. It, overall in the tournament, uh, you mean? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking so at Jason. You got second four. place, in, I think, in Jousting Pavilion. Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I got, yeah, so before the cut, like, before fifth. we made the cut, the, the top four yeah. was, um, if I remember correctly, Kyle. Not Kyle. Austin. <laughs> That's me. Not you. Ka- Austin. Um... Oh, man. It looked like Austin, Brian, uh, Sal. Sal. And yeah, so it was Austin, Sal, Tim. Brian, and myself. Okay. Tim didn't and... make it? No, Tim didn't make it. Um, yeah, he played like Baratheon, so. Uh, <laughs> hey, he had two wins going into the third round, so. He did, yeah. So, I mean, which is kind of funny because I was talking to him afterwards, and, like, he was just thinking, like, what's the worst house I can bring and he thought Baratheon, and he made something that was fun. You know, he he had some shenanigans yeah. going in. Because I saw his game against Aaron, and he he had some tricky stuff. But um, so anyway, so after the cut, my first match was up against Brian, who was playing Targaryen Sea of Blood. Yeah, Brian's a pretty uh, loyal Targ player, if I recall correctly. Yeah. I'm starting to notice that too. Um, he used to be a loyal um, Tyrell. Oh, really? Okay. Roughly. Yeah. Then he switched to Targaryen. Um, and so that game, I felt like that game, like I had um, pretty much control of the entire game, um, because at first he didn't have a lot of characters out, so that made it easier for me to keep the the board small. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once he did get some characters out, I just would wait 
I would bait him out to bring more characters out, mm -hmm. and then I would reset. Like overextend, um, like cause him, cause him to overextend, mm -hmm. and then like reset the board. What, yeah, did yeah, he yeah. Like, did oh, he okay. did he red door marine, just like most of the decks that are running red door with tiger now, or do you do different? Well, no, you know he was seeing blood. Oh, it looks like on um, oh that's you that was doing it red door. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, I'm the one that was gotcha. on red door. <laughs> Got it. Um, so one good thing he had for him was he had asked support was for gold, which all my guys are like three strengths at the most. A lot of them. <laughs> um. So I knew one challenge is going to get, you know, sacked. But for the most part, I mean, I just felt like I had control over it. He, you know, he couldn't keep a dragon. He couldn't keep. Once I did my second reset with him, he was pretty much done. Because mm -hmm. um, you got so Valor Joe Harris in there. You got Valor Morgales. You even have, like, Bloody Flux, which mm -hmm. could technically be a clear card if you have, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Sir Archibald Yornwood out and Venomous Blade and Tears of List like on a good turn you could clear like you know four things or so if you did really well, well you know not even, well not even just that but Southern Messenger you could bounce characters back to hand well I'm talking like yeah like I guess you're right that's mm -hmm. technically clear I I was thinking of more of like the get them mm -hmm. off the board permanently kind of clears but yeah oh yeah 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 I mean ideally if, if I have like a Tears of List you know I try to hold off on that you know for the bloody flux mm -hmm. turn um, if I see a character I want to take out that's you know duped, um, which is always I I really like that plot because against like Greyjoy for example because they have all those saves. Yeah, against um, Greyjoy on the right turn that plot is gross. Yeah, so I mean, um, you know you can do a little bit of damage there, um, but I I believe by like turn five I I played my uh, you win or you die, and that's when I just started slowly you know just catching ahead and whittling his uh his board plus his hand and then his uh power on his faction mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of what that deck is like meant to do right if i recall is like you mm -hmm. just slowly start to whittle away after you gain the board can the control and it's like their opponent can't yeah. really do anything yeah so i mean it's not a it's not a fast deck by all means um so it definitely, I've, I've noticed at this tournament because I played the deck, you know, for 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 practicing and and for fun, but not like in a setting of like, okay, I'm gonna play six games in a row. Mm -hmm. um, it's mentally taxing. Um, that deck is. There's a lot of little triggers um, that you can easily miss. Um, and I'll get. I'll talk more about that with my match against Austin. Yeah, let's talk and, about uh, it. Well, yeah. So I mean, other than that, I mean, you know, Brian basically conceded. Um, so then for the last match against Austin, he was playing Tyrell, Lord of the Crossing, which is as far as I can tell. I mean, that's the Knights deck, right? He was playing the Knights version. Yeah. With like with yeah. like Lady Sansa's Rose and. Oh yeah. My gosh. I played against that the other day uh, casually, and it was like uh, they had like twelve power on turn two for some reason, and I was like, "Whoa, what happened?" Like, I guess I didn't block right or something. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So, so what happened? <laughs> what happened was, um, you know, the game was just going back and forth, and um, I was having a hard time whittling his board down, but I was drawing into all my icon stripping attachments. Mm -hmm. So even though he didn't have a, a small board, 
he had a lot of characters he couldn't do anything with, <laughs> um, which is okay by me. Yeah. Um, and I knew that he couldn't pull his, you know, third, you know, the three challenges off. Um, so that helped me slow him down. Um, I know he played one time. He got a Lady Senses Rose on me, and uh, um, I can't remember. But that, like, I was actually winning at that time, and then that's what bumped him in the lead mm -hmm. by two power. And then we, you know, we kept going. I think we went like eight rounds. Oh wow! And and uh, on the eighth round. Um, he had like six or seven characters out and like all of them couldn't do anything. <laughs> um, and I made the mistake, like this is how taxing, like one little mistake could change it. Um, because I had it set up to where um, he had no dupes on all of his, any of his characters. And what I was going to do is I was going to Valor the next turn. Um, but I didn't, I was thinking ahead of um, flea bonding my shadow city bastard in mm -hmm. to do the power because he didn't have a power challenge and so he had one character one little knight and did like an intrigue and of course I said you know unopposed because you know I was more thinking of I'm going to take the power from you Yeah. and he ended up having Lady Sansa's Rose and that's what you know won him the game there's a um, lot of like in that Tyrell deck there's a lot of like uh, weird extra power gain stuff because they have the green green apple knight or one of the knights you can discard a card yeah. to raise the claim which is like really cool it's like a really cool effect mm -hmm. you're talking about sir garland yeah sir garland um green apple knight doesn't kneel when you have like two or, two or other, more knights yeah um, that's right knights so he had like two of those out which you know which was nice because all my you know all of his um characters were you know um I can Shadow City Bastard them, um, any of those characters. And so, you know, it was pretty much, okay, well, I don't want you to, you know, do this challenge against me, so I'm going to take all their icons or mm -hmm. this or that. And, um, but yeah, so, I mean, you know, you know, congrats to him. He played a really good game. I mean, I definitely made him work for it. <laughs> good job, Austin. Um, I think that was your first store, cha his first yeah. store champ win, too, so. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, it's his first year playing, so <laughs> um, it's really cool to see him win. Um, but, yeah, no, I definitely made him work for it. Um, but like I said, you know, just one little mistake, and, uh, you know, it's just how it works. So Yeah. I'll just, I'll just bounce back to the next one here in a couple of weeks. <laughs> well, yeah, so, like, well, I mean, as I am as I was looking at the decks that were played and um, the – the next weekend, Eric uh, from Eric and I, Eric is one of the Northern City players. Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing some some play, and he had built the top two decks. He'd built your deck, and he had built the Tyrell, Lord of the Crossing deck. And so I got mm -hmm. to get a little bit of like meta experience with the two decks I was looking at playing last Star Champ. Uh -huh. I didn't get to go to, or the same one you're talking about. Yeah, and it was kind of fun because. Mm -hmm. The, I got the like the no icons no challenge thing is pretty brutal I mean uh, it can really lock you down if you get the wrong stuff figured out like I think it's definitely a reason to run things like uh, nothing burns like the cold or you know certain things like that where especially with like Greyjoy you can you know mm -hmm. handle the, the location loss and you're not running any attachments mm -hmm. <coughs> so that's definitely that'd be cool and, but I mean 
if played in the way like if played in the first four, three or four games of the day, I, this deck can seriously do some damage because be- begging brothers super annoying. Uh, yeah. We we had this contest Eric and I between a begging brother god uh, fanatic and uh, Starfall. So he tried to Starfall, and I was like, I got to get this money off of begging brother. So I just mm-hmm. discarded a fanatic. So we had to start discarding stuff off begging brother to get it to work right. And like mm-hmm. I can see some crazy stuff happening there. I, actually, I'm not sure. Can, can you do that? Like if can you do what interrupts reactions? So okay, yeah, okay, okay. Um, I there's just I thought there was like a thing in this game where like only one player could activate a reaction in response to something. That must I don't think uh, that's this game. I think that's Legend of the Five Rings. Yeah, so I mean, you do your reaction, and then you have to, um, you know, f- fulfill the reaction. I guess you would say like pay the cost, and then you know do the action whatever it is on the card and unless the other um your opponent has something to cancel it mm-hmm. okay so, so that's where begging brothers will come in and i believe it says interrupt on begging brothers yes it does it does okay uh, yeah so so yeah you can vince and then all of a sudden you know he can say well i'm gonna you know discard a coin from begging brothers and, yep yeah know, no i just wondered if you could nothing. do another reaction to cancel the begging brothers you can if you have it in your hand so like if you had like two well the only thing you could do to, to cancel a begging brother right now as far as I know is um, treachery why wouldn't why brothers. wouldn't drown god fanatic another drown god fanatic uh, what does it say again it's what canceled a, oh you a know I couldn't ability? you know I couldn't have done is I couldn't have actually uh, f- I couldn't have Fanatic to the Starfall to begin with because it's only character abilities, so it must yeah, have been so the I mean, other way can, around. Yeah, so I mean, you can, yeah, you can Vince, you know, mm-hmm. the Begging Brothers if you wanted. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah, not... but that was kind of interesting. Like, there's a lot of stuff. There's mm-hmm. a lot of interaction that goes on there. And then I got mm-hmm. to play uh, another deck that was kind of cool, which was um, there's this deck that Aaron from again from Wars to Come. Uh, showed me called uh, Recruiters Gone Wild, and it's kind of like your deck, your recruiter deck, but it has a little bit more of like the, um, like the builder backing instead, so you uh-huh. can get all the locations. And it's got green sight, so both the decks that I'm talking about right now have have green sight as their agenda, and it's all about like getting that mill out. And it was kind of fun because I played that Tyrell speed deck, and um, Eric unfortunately like overextended pretty early, so we had a bunch of uniques out and. So the Valor Morgulis was like really, really painful for him, because I think he had mm-hmm. like seven characters in his discard after or in his dead pile after I Valar because of like things like mutiny and things like when I woke getting away all the dupes and things like that. Um, you really, mm-hmm. you really can get whittled down on like the board state. And your guys are like guys that you either just can put back in your deck with Isle of Ravens or you know mm-hmm. just not have to worry about at all or flea bottom. I flea bottom veteran builder to do the the wall twice, which was really crazy. That's a really fun play. Oh yeah, yeah, the six cost wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that that was kind of yeah, it was kind of cool because like because by turn like four or so, I actually ended up getting him to a spot where like I could queen's crown the card he's, he was going to draw, so he like he might not get something or you know he w- I'd be able to control what character I get to play that's going to go in his discard mm-hmm. pile. And, you know, if half your deck is characters, there's a very low chance that, like, I mean, if you do it right, like, you're drawing two cards and 
you just don't see a lot of characters anymore. A lot of the uniques were dead, and in, in most crossing decks, like they rely on unique characters to do work. So when you hit yeah. that many, it it really hurts. So, but it's kind of cool just to play against the two decks I didn't get to actually play at the tournament. Is all is kind of mm-hmm. like leading to. <clears throat> so it was kind of like you were there. Yeah, it was like there in spirit, like a few days late. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about like King's Landing as a card because uh, I know we were kind of chatting a little yeah. bit before cast, but I, I mean King's Landing in, in Graysite decks is just a really powerful card. I mean, one of the interactions I was seeing against your Martell deck was being able to like replay multiple Iron Mines because because you can clear the board with the Martell deck pretty easily, but not if someone has like six saves, you know. Or not if someone yeah. has, you know, like four saves and they can get two back every turn. Because when you're running that this, this Greyjoy, it's got, you know, of course the three Risens because that's what you play. You got three Iron Mines because that's what you play. Mm-hmm. And you have King's Landing. And if you start set up with King's Landing, like, your opponent's going to have a hard time keeping up. Because one of the things I was doing too was you can keep playing Sea Bitch over and over again. And mm-hmm. that can really mess up your opponent's, like, marshalling phase or mess up things like, you know, can start steal Starfall. Like, Red Door doesn't protect it from getting taken from you. It just protects it from getting discarded. No. Yeah. Well, you can also, you know, like, Greyjoy has that one uh, card. Um, I think it was, like, put a location on top of the player's deck. Yeah, I'm not running that one. Uh, so, it's, like, yeah. Raiding of the Bay of Ice. I'm not running that one, but that one could mm-hmm. be a cool counter against that deck, because mm-hmm. you could get rid of the mm-hmm. Red Door location. Which is kind of mm-hmm. an interesting thing, because if you could ever sideboard in this game, it would be kind of interesting. <laughs> But that would require yeah, matches, right. and that would be really intense. M- having match play in this <laughs> game would be w- crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, But yeah, I mean, it, it was That's kind of cool. cool. I mean, King's Landing is just one of these cards that I think, like, people, uh, seemingly now, people in the last five months have started playing. And the fact that you can discard a location to draw a card is pretty cool, too, because if you have a bunch of locations and you don't need that right now, you can kind of speed through your deck a little faster once a turn. Yeah, exactly. So. And it has a little bit, of, like you said, the the card draw. Mm-hmm. Um, with King's Landing, you know, mm-hmm. you can uh, discard it to discard a location to draw a card. Yeah, that's always nice. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, I always forget how powerful Triss is. Triss is just one of those cards. It's like, uh, yeah, okay, so you played one venomous spear, right? Now you can't play any of the rest of the game until Triss is dead. <laughs> you know, or or Venice Blade, or even yeah. things like even that's what part that's part of what made the attachment control so limited is that like I hit a I hit a condemned really early and I hit a beguile like two turns after that. So like uh-huh. if I can get those off the board, you can't play them if Triss is out, right? And so like that's no. that's kind of brutal, and especially if you can get the pillaging off a of green site to get the extra stuff. It's like it's almost like the pillaging isn't about gaining power, even though Corpse Lake's in the deck. You're just kind of pillaging uh-huh. to make sure that you can control what they can do, which is yeah, kind of a different definitely. cool way to think about it. So, yeah, definitely. And I mean, anytime you can uh, limit your opponent's options, mm-hmm. uh, you're doing you're doing good. <laughs> you're doing God's work, son. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, is there anything that you learned playing that Martell deck that you might take into the next tournaments, or that you might, you know? Maybe you don't have to talk about it if, you, if you're like... You know. uh, no, no, no. That's fine. Um, Are you even going to play that deck next time? I go back and forth, but part of me wants to. Mm-hmm. Just to 
you know like yeah I made the cut and stuff and that's cool you know I got the play mat and you know the the shadow tokens and all mm-hmm. that stuff but it's like you know I didn't win it and so part of me wants to go back and be competitive um, just to win it instead of like just going to play for fun and you know maybe let someone else have a, a chance at winning sure um, I was going back and forth about it but I, I believe I'm, I'm going to bring that Martel deck because one I just don't have time to test another deck yeah and and two I really want to see if I can if I can win or make another cut at yeah. least um, if I do make the cut I mean honestly I'm probably just going to give the, the prizes to um, to the like fifth place person that's fair I mean, I, yeah. I don't, I don't need like two mats. I mean, come on. I'm probably just gonna bring the Martel deck mm-hmm. again because I don't have time to test another deck. And you know, honestly, I've been playing with it for a little over a month now. I kind of know the ins and out. Um, one thing I will do differently. Um, I didn't mention it earlier. But before the store championship, I wanted to get some extra reps in. Mm-hmm. So I went on to the Iron Throne and played like three or four games um, before the tournament, which looking back now wasn't the best idea. Why is that? Um, because I was already kind of mentally just. <laughs> you did it like second, right before this... you left? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like I got up early that morning and I played like. Actually, it might have even been five games. Like, um, just played and played and played, and pretty much all, all the way until I had to leave. And uh, just because I was like, I just want to make sure I'm going in there confident, mm-hmm. I have the right mindset. I I know this deck. Boom, boom, boom. And you know, first game smooth. Second game it was a little rough, you know. But I was like, it happens. But by the third game, man, I was like mentally taxed. Yeah, I bet. I mean, you've you've already played five other games. Like, yeah, no crap. So, so that's the the thing I will say not to do. That's an interesting you know, note to, to end on. Actually, is like what not to do is like that. Yeah. I mean, they always say like take breaks when you're studying, but I think one of those kind of applies to like if you're about to take the test. It's kind of like the ultimate form of studying, right? So like, don't yeah. do that right before you're about to play because if you are playing a deck like that or like that recruiter's mm-hmm. deck there's just so many decision points in those decks that you could you just get burnt mm-hmm. out you know you can't do it for 12 hours yeah. yeah exactly and so um you know if i would just maybe suck it to like one game then i might have been okay but mm-hmm. yeah i i for this next store championship i'm not gonna play the morning of a good I'm idea gonna, i think <laughs> i'm just gonna go in and and like I said, I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't have time to to practice another deck. So I mean, honestly, the next time I play will be up in Parker. So um, there you go. You heard it there. If you want to beat Dom from Bearded Clansman of the Ville, yeah. go to Parker on the thirteenth because he's yep. not going to practice at eleven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, um, everybody. Do you yeah. have anything else you want to say, Dom? No, I okay. think that was that was about all. I just wanted to talk about the Sword Champ. Okay, cool. Well, there you go. You have one more you can participate in if you're in Colorado, or even if you're not, you can come here and participate in it. <laughs> um, so come on down to Collector Mania, and we'll play some Game of Thrones uh, next, not this weekend, no, not last weekend, but this weekend when this comes out. The Saturday, yeah. the Saturday before 
the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, so there you go. Like our turn, our store champ, and then the next day you get Game of Thrones season a, finale episode one. What a way to kick off the last season. <laughs> so yeah, Game of Thrones weekend. <laughs> um, like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you like and don't like. We do have some cool stuff coming in the future, so keep an eye out. Um, I think. Yes. And uh, you know, we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Bearded Clansman of the Veil, a Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Come back next time where we talk more about Game of Thrones the card game.